The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 24th chapter. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. And while they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know these things that have taken place in these days? And he asked them, What things? And they replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, before God and before all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some, of, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. And then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things, then enter into glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. And as they came near the village to which they were going, He walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, it is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them, and he was at table with them. He took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem. And when they had found the eleven and their companions gathered together, they were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of our Lord. Today is the affirmation of baptism for our, some of our young people. All of us older people have gone through confirmation. We've all studied classwork. Some of us even had some sort of test, and all of us have been brought into the church as adult members. Confirmation is a little tricky. 
Because on one hand, we teach the facts of the Bible. And on the other hand, that's supposed to lead to a faith in Jesus Christ. Right teaching or right person? Do we know the stories about God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit enough to believe in them? It's a hard question. And our young people before us today will have a choice. Will they remain active in the church or have they reached graduation, a rite of passage, and not be in church again? Those are the same choices we adults make every Sunday. Will we be in church? Or will we be someplace else? So the text today, it's rather fitting for confirmation, affirmation of baptism. Luke is talking about two disciples on a walk to Emmaus. Two of the disciples left the city, and they're on their way home. And they're talking as they go. Suddenly someone joins them. And they don't recognize him. And as they come towards home, the discussion is intriguing. For the stranger doesn't seem to know what's going on in Jerusalem. But yet, the stranger tells them everything that has happened. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter his glory? And then he taught them out of the scriptures, starting with Moses and the prophets and himself. And as they came near the village of Emmaus, he appeared to be walking on. And one of them asked to stay and have supper. And then becomes the wonderful experience of two disciples being in the presence of the risen Lord. He breaks bread for them, and they celebrate. Christ is risen, he is risen indeed, and he has appeared. And they turn around and they go back to tell the community. The text has a problem or two, or at least it should have. The first problem is, Why did the two leave the community? Why did they leave those in the upper room? Didn't they get it? The text tells us that they were sad, that they had lost hope, and they were trying to find and pick up the pieces and maybe even resurrect their lives. Sort of sounds like post-traumatic stress syndrome. And then there's that beautiful invitation at the end. Stay with us. That's a basic prayer for you who are affirming your baptism to Jesus. Stay with us. It's a prayer for all of us. When there is grief and strife and disbelief, 
The prayer is, stay with us. There's a new theory out that Cleopas, the companion not named, could have been his wife. Women are rarely named in scriptures, and so Luke would have named one male and just named the other as a companion. If this is true, it's rather exciting because it means that Jesus has appeared to the community in Jerusalem, but also to the family in Emmaus. So Jesus blesses their home. The woman probably invited. The woman would have prepared the meal. It would have been her honor to do so. That was her role. So that leads to the second problem of Easter in Easter celebration. And can we say it? Doubt. Doubt's not the opposite of faith. Doubt is probably a necessary ingredient to build faith. For faith is a trust in spite of a lack of evidence. Faith is not knowledge, and I hate to tell you that now after you've done all that studying, but faith is not knowledge. Faith has more tension in it. It's more tension-filled. It's acting as if something is true even when you have no proof that it is true. All of us are on a faith journey. It doesn't end today for these people. It didn't end for you on your day of making a statement of faith. The faith journey. Think about it. In this text, there are four parts. There are two travelers who are met on the road by Jesus. Scriptures are open to them. Their heart burns within them. The third is that they share a meal in the identity and presence of Christ. And then somehow they are sent out and they go back and share the good news. As we go through our worship today, we will go through these parts. Gathering, the word, the meal, and the sending. Sounds rather familiar, doesn't it? It's important to stay in the community or something bad will happen. We will lose those four parts. Calvin Theological Seminary President Neil Plantinka talks about talking to a person on death row. And Neil asked, how do you pass the time of day? And the man replied, you know, sometimes I realize that on any given day, across any time, most everything good that happens or is said in this world somehow comes from our book. The truth of the whole world 
and everything that happens in it is somehow in that book. And I have, to, I have a copy of it right here in my cell, and I read it. Isn't that something? I just know that I will never get to the bottom of it. And then Neil says this. In our churches, we have far too low opinion of what it is that we have in this holy book, our book. We need to continue to study it, our book. The text has some other sad words in it for Easter message. The two disciples start out their talk with Jesus by saying, but we had hoped. We had hoped. Kind of sad words, but they are true words. But it's not the only truth. For we know that in life there is daring and beautiful things and inspiring things and things that deserve our thanks and gratitude. But there is also, but we had hoped, there is disappointment and heartbreak and failure. And many times we tend to gloss over it in our lives and in our church. But the storyteller, Luke's, makes the point. They had been hoping that Jesus was the one to redeem Israel. But the judgment, the arrest, the crucifixion put an end to that hope. That's one of the neat things about Scripture. There are things that we would rather not talk about, but Scripture does. We don't like to talk about our hopes that have collapsed. We had hoped. And then we're looking at a loss in our life. We had hoped. And we're waiting, listening. Is the preacher going to talk about disappointment and failure? Or only about happy resurrection? But even if we look at the resurrection, there are lots of things happening where we can say we had hoped. So here's my take on the resurrection of Jesus. If you don't have serious doubts about the Easter story, you're not paying attention. I mean, just read it. It's consistent in one thing all the way through all the different four different Easter stories. And this one thing is, no one believes the good news of Jesus' resurrection when they first hear it. No one believes. And it starts with the disciples. The women go to the tomb and they see that it is empty and they return and tell the disciples. And what do the disciples say? It's an empty, idle tale. Actually, it's a little nastier than that. 
that kind of says, the women are crazy and their words don't mean anything. Not nice. But it makes sense. We know that the dead do not come alive. And yet that's what the Easter story is telling us. And the first time we hear it, we don't believe it. And it's a stumbling block until you have met the risen Christ. So, when we talk about the phrase gathering of the faithful, we're not talking about those people who have faith by knowledge or a certain bedrock that is never shaken. We're talking about all those people who have all kinds of questions and all kinds of doubt and still find joy and wonder in this message of good news about new life. Or maybe we come here with some doubts, and we come in joy and wonder, but we keep coming because we have hope. And those who will make affirmation of their baptism real soon also have a hope. Some will doubt, some will go away, some will continue. But the word of God is in your life. Amen.